0: Hello and welcome to this week's Two Pinter. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook, at ThePinter2. Uh, we're a pair of friends who love debating and talking all things sport, and we're named the Two Pinter because that was our usual stake. We would bet on uh, sporting games that we watched together, but now we watch from afar and opposite ends of the country. I'm Jono, down in London.
1: And I'm Gaz, and I'm settled in Derbyshire.
0: So Gareth, uh, only one place to start, annoyingly. When when I left you uh, when we last podcasted, um, yeah, we I think City were a point off Liverpool. It was all looking like quite a good title race, and uh, unfortunately after this Christmas break, Liverpool now six points clear after uh, absolutely battering Arsenal. Arsenal, Arsenal. Arsenal. Um, So I've got to ask the question, uh, and it it pains me to ask it: uh, Is the title going back to Liverpool after 29 years away?
1: Oh, Andrew. I hope so, I hope so. It'd be, uh, it'd be wonderful if it is. I'm um, uh, sure you do hope so. <laughs>
0: obviously
1: as a Liverpool fan, um, I very much enjoyed the uh, the score lines over the festive period. Um, it does make me chuckle though, we did, last time we were doing a podcast, which was before the Palace game, um, we were focusing on United, in fact it was before, while well, Mourinho was still there, um, yeah he was, he was still there because we recorded it on the Monday night and he went on the, on the Tuesday or Wednesday I think. And uh, our question then was, are United now the best of the rest? Um, well, looking back now, I think we've now got to rephrase that question and say, are Man City now the best of the rest?
0: Um, <laughs> I'm going this way. Okay. Quite wasted, then, is it?
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's, uh, it's 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 looking good. Um, no, it's by no means over. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's been it's been a very pleasing festive period. Um, yeah, particularly with Spurs initially looking like they uh, they started into the title race and then um, quickly dropped themselves out of the title race uh, three days later um, with their result against Wolves. But uh, but yes, yeah, um and I'm still maintaining. It. I know you, you don't like me saying this, but I really don't think Leupold are playing that well. Um, and uh, perhaps perhaps that's a change in in style from what it was. You know what we've expected from Looper from last season, where they just. Kind of blitz teams and um, played some really good attacking football. Um, and now we're perhaps playing a bit more of a pragmatist style to it and um, just professional jobs. But I, 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 I was at the game yesterday uh, and a blistering start, um, helped by Arsenal going in, in into the lead. Um, and then, yeah, two quick good fire goals from Firmino. And um, I think it was 4 1 by half time, wasn't it? And uh, i, I I thought Liverpool was sloppy first half, um, United uh, Arsenal's defence was poor and probably made Liverpool look better than, than they actually were. Um, but then it just doesn't make sense really to criticise a team beating Arsenal at home 5-1 and, um, and and concerned about that we're not playing that well. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's very strange.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, sorry, I said six points clear before. You are actually seven, seven points clear, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, having conceded uh, eight goals this season, which is, is, is um, some defense. But I'd, I'd actually agree. I think at a five-on-win, you obviously can't complain. But I think Arsenal used to do four of them goals. Um, first one, probably a bit of a fortuitous bounce. Uh, second one was a uh, you know, coming off uh, Torreira back into Firmino's path was nice. Um, third one was a nice goal for Mane, and then. Uh, yeah, two penalties that just weren't very smart. But uh, uh, yeah, some of it was a result of, of Arsenal couldn't seem to get the ball out of the, the you know of your press really. Um, mm. And
1: well, Arsenal and, seemed um, to, to only have one out ball, and that was Iwobi. And Iwobi, to be fair to him, I've never really rated Iwobi that well that much. But um, yesterday, uh, well, I think he was just having a, a good game. But he, he, he was um, certainly the best player on from an Arsenal side. Um, he was able to carry the ball. Um, put pressure on Trent. Trent, uh, both Trent and both backs I thought had, had poor games, but Trent, in particular, the first half, um, just seemed to struggle with his his back turn by Wobi and um, facing goal again and uh, chasing after chasing Iwobi's shadows at times. Um, but then there was nothing else for Arsenal.
0: Uh, no, I thought he did very well for the goal of Wobi, and he was about the only outlet. But yeah, they just they couldn't get the ball away, and they kept right into your press and and yeah, just disorganised defensively. And you took full advantage. And yeah, I mean, if if you're not playing to your full ability and winning five one against Arsenal, it's it's not bad. Um, mm.
1: But then I suppose it, then that that's maybe is, is it. Then is we're, we're comparing Liverpool not playing to their ability last season when there wasn't much of a defence and it was all about attack. Whereas now, Liverpool perhaps a bit more uh, resolute well not a bit more a lot more resolute at the back. Um and playing close to the full potential, just just in a different way, just a, a just a more professional yeah, much more professional outfit.
0: Yeah, but maybe you are a different side now and it's not the um uh, the heavy metal shite that Klopp wants to talk about. It's um it's clever intelligent pressing knowing that you've got a good defence behind you. Um you can Score goals and move the ball very nicely, but you can also sit in and then try and break teams on the counter because you've you certainly got plenty of pace in attack going forward. Um, and yeah, yeah. I, I thought um, I thought the big thing for you this season was probably going to be the new midfield signings, and I, I don't for me you know, it seems to be bedding in well. Kato hasn't really taken off, but your previous midfielders have sort of the the Wynaldums and the the Milners and uh, have played very well this season.
1: Mm. Um, Henderson's one you're missing. Very tight.
0: <laughs> Looked good when he came a, in yesterday. Because he's not very good, Gareth. Um <laughs> ha- had a good World Cup though gonna the
1: say, when uh, he plays in England, it's a different matter for you. Oh,
0: biggest fan, biggest fan. Um, but yeah, so so Liverpool seven points clear, and, and since we saw City have lost twice, um, did you see that as a as a, just a slight blip, or are there vulnerabilities in the uh, in the Pep master plan?
1: The big one everyone's pointing to is the you no know, Fernandinho, and that's that's cost them. Um, I think there's probably some truth in that, um, but then also we don't really know what City are like under under pressure from a you know in terms of a title race. Um, last season, they, they, they were, I think they were thirteen points clear at the halfway mark of the season. So I, I don't know whether they what well, they were after twenty games, but after nineteen games, they were thirteen points clear. Um, and and this season they're well, like you say, they're seven points behind, so it's it, things have suddenly changed, haven't they? They're not been able to blow teams away in the first half of the season. Um Aguero's not been as prolific and Jesus doesn't seem to be the perhaps the, the youngster that he initially bought. Um but I'm sure they'll <laughs> they'll look to strengthen in that regard, uh, over, over the uh, over January. Um and then maybe people have learnt to, to cope with City a bit better. Um but having said that, it's only it's only two major results really. I suppose they lost to Chelsea, but that wasn't particularly a particular shock. Um and if it's if that's their blip done and dusted, um and they're gonna be chasing down um the seven point um gap for the rest of the season then that'll be uh that's fairly terrifying if that's their blip done. <laughs> um there's probably only the next couple of games we'll know whether that was a blip or whether there's uh, something a bit more deep rooted, although I did hear an interesting um interesting fact the other day that because the camera because they had that documentary that was done um and so some some people were pointing to the documentary last season and saying, well everyone knows how city think now and they found them out um but I heard a different take on it that last season when the cameras were there, all the players are on best behavior. Uh, but now the cameras aren't there, there's a, there's a bit more, kind of, you know, <laughs> nobody's watching them all the time, so it's a bit more, um yeah, they, they find themselves having a bit more free time and a bit more, uh, less concentrating, perhaps. Um, yeah, I don't know whether there's anything in that or not, but I thought it was quite an interesting point. That is. Um, yeah, that,
0: that's quite, I had heard that. That's quite surprising. Uh, then that would... Uh, Perhaps poke some, some holes in the uh, the great pet myth. I uh, <laughs> can, can, can only do it with cameras on. Um, but yeah, no, the more likely one I have heard is the Fernandinho one, which seems true, but it just seems a, a bit weak that one of the most expensive, perhaps the most expensively assembled side ever, or it would be close to perhaps PSG and, and even yourselves now, um, can't buy a second holding midfielder. I mean, right, they don't grow on trees, but. They signed Gundagan, and um he's sort of meant to play in that role but doesn't really seem to fit that role and he's he's injured regularly and he was he was injured regularly before he came to City. Yeah. Um now uh you know, just to just to look around the premiership, you know, going to out Arsenal didn't didn't cost a fortune, he'd be he'd be a more than handy back up in a city, so i wanna to, wanna to go and get someone like him, it just
1: yeah. Well he was found a bit have... wanting yesterday. But I do like Torres. I think he's I think he's um yeah, he's a he's a good little player, but he was, he was he was poor yesterday.
0: He was, uh, I, th- I think he was he was fine against the tide a bit. Um but yeah, just uh, they haven't really got any sort of light for light replacement, I don't think, in that position. So to only go one midfield one holding midfielder is who's, who's so crucial, you've you've surely got to look at signing the backup and you know, that's that's not what they do this summer. They're happy to spend what was it, fifty odd million on Mahrez, Um who's who's a cra- who's a cracking player, but you've already got stunning sterling Sterling the silver boys out there you're not short on wide options Foden mm. can, can play out there come who's meant to be the next big thing was he would you not been investing that money somewhere else and, mm. and was Pep being a bit short-sighted in that regard um,
1: yeah yeah, perhaps um, I was, but it's, it's difficult isn't it because they want the league at such a canter last season you'd think that um, spending £50 million on Myers is only going to strengthen their side you wouldn't have thought that it would. Um, yeah, people teams will be able to claw back that that gap, but um, yeah, at the moment there's well, Spurs uh, and Liverpool are both um are both putting putting pressure on as Spurs have uh, famously did against Leicester one season. Um, so yeah, we'll uh, we we'll have to see. I, I, I think it's an exciting times so, Andrew, you know, we could see a, a new Premier League uh, champions at the end of the season.
0: No, yeah, well, I hope we don't. Well, um, <laughs> if we do, you know. Uh... Yeah, anyone, but yeah, no, no one nice really, because uh, it
1: was first Spurs then, wouldn't it? We don't want that either. Uh, as an Arsenal f- oh, part-time Arsenal fan, I can't remember. Did Blackburn win this week or not? I can't remember whether you're, you're Arsenal fan today or not, but
0: um, yeah. Oh, no, Black! Blackburn were 0 uh, nil and had uh, the other side, you had a man sent off, and I thought, well, here we go, getting a nice, nick a nice away win. No, we soon got a man sent off straight after, and uh, then Sheffield United scored three goals in the last uh, 20 minutes to win 3 0 <laughs> um, so, so no, Blackburn didn't win Gareth. Um, but uh, there's a better
1: Blackbird story, though, isn't there wasn't there a way to Leeds uh, a couple of days before, and it was Boxing there, was it?
0: Yeah, it's been a painful period. Uh, you know, we uh going away to Leeds on the form signs under the uh the, BL's, the resurgence, and uh yeah, uh, we were we nicked and went ahead two one uh in the eighty ninth minute, and I was thinking, oh brilliant, and celebrating on WhatsApp to uh, you boys, and then. Leeds score not, not one, not an equaliser, uh, but two goals. A 92nd and a 94th goal to win 3-2, uh, uh, which was just which was glorious. Um, so, yeah, sorry, sorry to interrupt your regular podcast for a little Blackburn special there. Um, we'll, we'll try and keep that, uh, keep that off uh, off air for the usual. But to, to bring us back on topic, Gareth, the uh, the City Liverpool chat leads us very nicely into the, uh, well, the rare Thursday game. Thursday night, um, the ref, yeah. yeah for, for if you're not watching Europa League, a Premiership Thursday night game, uh, City at home against Liverpool. Is it is it a must win for City now, being seven points off? Um, Who could they, can they can they can they afford a draw?
1: I would I would like to think not. Um, I think they they would they would need to win. Um, and if they if they did win, then I'd be I'd be concerned from a Liverpool point of view that. Would this trigger a bit of a collapse? Um, Liverpool then play. Uh, I think it's three away games: Palace, uh, Brighton, and somebody else. Um, no, Bright So Palace at home, and then Brighton, uh, and another team away. Um. So yeah, w- would it trigger a bit of a, a bit of a collapse from Liverpool? Um. Yeah, I. I think City do do need to win. I think probably for their own their own fans, and their own their own sake, all, all all two of their fans, but their uh, their own sakes as well. They need to um, look like they they're getting back into the title. If they if they don't win, it if they do draw, then that seven point gap um sort of remains a bit of a, a big gulf. Uh, while it's the uh, FA Cup weekend, um, and if they were to lose, then uh, yeah, I I'd struggle to see based based on the first half of the season, I struggled to see Liverpool. Um, well, if it was back, if it was the gap was out to ten points, Liverpool after would have to lose lose four and City, um, win all the remaining remaining games. Um, and the interesting thing as well is, that back when we were chatting in um, a couple of weeks back, the goal difference was very much in City's favour. Um, but since then, it's going to fall the full swing the other way and Liverpool are now I think five five goals ahead of them. So City don't even have that um, goal defence to uh, to back them up at the moment.
0: You jumped in a little bit two, two goals ahead but yeah still still quite a turnaround from where City were at. I'm um, sorry, two goals
1: for today. Isn't
0: it? And, but yeah I mean your you game's after, you say it's Brighton away first, you then got home ties against the Palace and then you were at home against Leicester before you go away to West Ham so it's hard be a murderer's row for a side plan as yeah, well as you fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and I mean yeah it would be uh, yeah, it would, would genuinely be a bit of collapse if, if you lose to City and then you know lose all they in Brighton or I held Arsenal and they're, they're not a bad side but yeah I mean Palace of course is some problems down the years but I don't think it's the same Palace team and you're not the same Liverpool team um, so yeah it's, it's hard to see where your where your juggernaut's getting derailed really um, but, but yeah a good place would be to, for City to start this week i see de bruyne takes up another little knock and they're saying he's doubtful for thursday um i know he's he's not really contributed at all this season but mm. um have got to field player like him you you want him in a game like that but i think that's,
1: that's probably going to be the key battle isn't it that that centre midfield um that's where they've been been got overrun when when they have played uh, when they've lost the other two games and and uh, like saying with against arsenal that's where Liverpool were, were particularly strong
0: yeah, well, I think so. you are going to have to be bold and try and play out from your press, and they do. One of the few sides, you've probably got the footballers to do it from the back going forward. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, Klopp last year did a great job of cutting off their supply lines, didn't he? No. I don't know if he'll go the same again. And he cut off the supply lines, year with a weaker defence behind. And now they've got a stronger defence and may feel a bit more confident pressing even harder. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you... You can invite City on, really. I mean, or you, you're not really decided to invite someone on, but I don't think you've got any any worry about letting them come and play a bit and trying to catch them on the counter. Because I think um, City aren't, aren't blessed with pace going backwards, really. Um, mm. All right, Carl Walker is, but he, he can be, he can be found too high of a pitch. Mm. of Laporte, I assume, will start both tidy players, but yeah, again, not the fastest, and uh, whoever they're playing at left back, um' Delfts uh, suspended, isn't he? Uh, Zinchenko or Danilo, uh, yeah. Well,
1: pep was, sure was a pep was full of praise for uh, Zinchenko um, today. I think he, he said he was the best player on the field. I think today after their three uh, one win at Southampton. Um, yeah. And, and to be um, fair, that that could have been a bit of a tricky game following their well defeat to Palace and defeat away to Leicester. Suddenly, Southampton under a new manager could have been a bit of a, a bit of a tricky one. But it
0: actually was for a period when uh the Saints got their equalizer just before that and, and just after that sort of a 10 15 minute spell where they have all that city um, mm. they, they created a couple of chances for the goal and I was thinking surely not and then sterling got a, a fairly fortuitous uh, bounce off ward prowse for, for the uh, for the Augie. um and yeah they they the class told but uh, yeah I think uh, yeah defending against the likes of ward prowse and uh, I know, see. I, think, uh, I think Salah and Mane will probably fight, provide a stiffer test, and yeah, I think I think City. I don't think they'll lose, but I'm not sure they win either. I think think it's probably a one or a two, or it will probably do the way it goes, and then it depends on you, um, you in it down the, down the next few months, really. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, not not good, not good uh, festive period for football, really, yeah <laughs>
1: Disagree. You know, I suppose it it it's uh yeah it's it's come from a, a three horse race perhaps just a one horse race again. But there we go.
0: Speaking of uh, horse races, then uh, yeah, I mean uh, Spurs did hit six, and uh, we're looking looking great Nick. As you say, it was a it was title uh, race was on for Spurs, and then lose the Wolves at home. Oh. Um, As Chelsea, uh, they lost against Leicester at home, but then picked up two good away wins and. Arsenal only picked up uh, four points from nine with, uh, yeah, beat Huddersfield, but then drew at Brighton and uh, got hammered by you. Are we we thinking it's back to what you said originally of uh, Chelsea and Spurs rounding out top floor? Six Spurs are now seven points clear of Arsenal and and Chelsea five points clear of Arsenal. A bit of a gap opened up there.
1: Yeah, and I think Um, Arsenal are only three ahead of United now, aren't they? Um, They
0: are. We'll we'll come to a resurgent night. Half of Manchester in a minute, the red half, your favourite half. (laughs) <laughs> um, or yeah, do so, you think even United could get, could get back into it?
1: At, uh, what, Ten points off Spurs. Well, if, if we if we we're saying that um, that Arsenal is still involved, I don't see why you can't discount United at the three points back, further back. Um, but I don't know. I, I think I'll still maintain that I think uh, Spurs and um, and Chelsea. And I, I think I said to you at the time maybe it was a a cup final for Arsenal when they beat Spurs uh, at home. Um, but I think Spurs seem to be showing. They are a better, the better side. Anyway, where they've got the uh, the amount of depth in the squad that they need, um, and it will be interesting to see how they cope whether they ever move into this new stadium. But how they how they actually cope with it, um, especially when the Champions League comes back around. But no, I, I fancy Spurs and Chelsea to to um, yeah make up the top four.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, I think you're right. I think your you, you call on the cup final has proved correct. Really, I thought Arsenal really turned the corner the long unbeaten run, but. Yeah, not being good. I, 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 in mind Monday is not great, and just exposes defensive frailties that we already knew we were there. But you know, not nicking taking points off, taking the three points against Brighton is is, is criminal in terms. Of if you want to get into a Champions League race, uh, not a, no disrespect to Brighton, not they're a bad side, they're a good side. But if you're a pro Arsenal, it's actually, you uh, you're doing that. And I think just the, the selection against you boys just showed that he wasn't really interested in going for it, leaving Lacazette on the bench. Yeah. And then he, um, he
1: bought... Brought him on for Aubameyang, didn't he? I suppose the game was already gone by then, but
0: it wasn't. You know, you having having Ramsey. You know, I don't think Ramsey's a bad player, but he's he's off. And all the talk at the minute is he's signed with Juventus, and he's. I don't think he's probably got. He's fully heading the game, and then you've got basically you had two full full-backs and then and You're pretty much at a flat back five, really. Um, with Jacker and Torreira, you're not the most energetic pair in midfield. Torreira is, but Jacker isn't. Mm. Um, it just smacked to the side, looking to contain Liverpool, and then. Um, I don't think Arsenal are very good at defending, so they are, but they are good at attacking. Why not concentrate what you're good at? And uh, I think <laughs> they'd have gone all that attack and played, you know, Lacazette and, and then to together. I don't think they have lost any worse. And they might have another goal somewhere along the way. Um,
1: I think I, I said to you before the game, um, that I thought we'd win win by two, and then when I saw the team sheet, I said we'd win by four. Um, yeah, I, did, I just thought he was... I don't know whether he'd already written off the game, really, before he'd we, before started. Um
0: yeah, fair so <laughs> with I, that team selection,
1: but and he, he's clearly he's he's been a he's been a good good manager to come in so far. But um, it's too early to to judge him too much. But if uh, if Enger had played that team last year, <laughs> he would have um, he'd have been lynched. Um, and yeah, I, and I, I think. Uh, I sorry, a, go on. I sort of saw, saw a stat as well while we we're on Wenger uh, that uh, this time last year uh, Arsenal had thirty seven points. So uh, so the new <laughs> managers brought in one more point for them. Uh, which is uh, nice to see.
0: Flying, flying. <laughs> uh, no, he, he needs to completely rebuild real, real that defence because coming back from a big injury and, and that sort of injury, you wonder whether he'll be the same. Um, Mustafi's garbage. Uh, Socrates looks all right. to out injured. Uh, yeah. Kolasinac, Monreal. Monreal's been a concern. but I think he's probably on the way out. Yeah, just whatever <laughs> that defences question marks bellerin mm-hmm. comes and comes and goes yeah they need, they need to invest a lot of money there i think i think they've got a strike force and i think they've got creative players around that and probably uh, a couple of good bodies in the field in into era and gonduzzi and looks a decent player but uh, i think defence is, is where you need to really sort of pour resources in um and hopefully they will um but yeah they look uh yeah, they're, they're, they're not gonna really be top four. I thought they turned the corner. Uh, I'm not sure they have.
1: You, you can see. The, speaking of, you can see, you can see the top four already. Then.
0: Yeah, I think so after half this period. Well, <laughs> uh, I was about to say, Greg, Gareth. Speaking of teams that have turned the corner, uh, the Red Half for Manchester re-energized. Twelve, 12 goals in three games, which makes you wonder, Gareth. Can uh, Ole going Solskjaer Can he get a big job? Well, will he, yeah. uh, will, he, will he get a full-time job?
1: I think again we 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 did say this um on the last podcast we looked at United's up, up and coming fixtures and we said Mourinho um, you know, that he should get nine points out of the next three games, meaning um the three games that Ollie's uh taken over. So I think uh yeah, I don't think he's done any any miracles by any stretch yet. all he's done is given Pogba a new lease of life, um and just allow the team to play with a bit of a freedom. Um but when it comes to some bigger games that'll be the the real test to see uh to see whether Ollie has got it, um, but no yeah fair, fair play can't uh can't argue against them uh turning something of a corner um although I, whether they've actually turned it yeah we'll, we'll call it a wide bend,
0: going around a wide bend yeah having a game around a wide bend well uh like you say Pogba looks uh unleashed and he's love, like, four goals in three games um and they they've got another. Fairly easy one. You think Newcastle away, um, they, you think they win that. Uh, mm-hmm. This, uh, but then you then you'll probably get your the big test you want. They're away at Spurs, and, and that should be interesting. Mm-hmm. Assuming that'll still be at Wembley, very likely. and surely be at Wembley. Um, yeah, maybe maybe we'll reserve judgment till then. But yeah, after that he's got Brighton and Burnley both at home. Uh, he's, he's he's not got a bad little run here really, and then mm-hmm. Leicester away um, to prove himself. But even if he's just me really the players which he certainly seems to have done that's, that's that's a very good thing isn't it really because they're not a, not a squad short on talent uh, mm. they're a squad short on um, coherent construction and ideas of how they want to play but Pogba's on leash. Lukaku got on the score sheet today even if he was offside um, yeah with Sanchez to come back and maybe they, he can rediscover that's, um, that's a frightening set of players if, if mm. they say so want to be
1: mm. yeah they've got a good side on paper um, and I don't know. Maybe Ollie will uh, will look upstairs to see if uh, Alex wants to help out with him.
0: Keep uh, uh, keeps chatting away and uh, advising him from from the sidelines.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully not, but <laughs> that's a worry, isn't
0: it? Okay, so we'll reserve judgment, on Ollie, and uh, see how he does in a big game. I um, believe well, takes us to uh, our lovely barmaid, Gareth.
1: Well, we've, we've we've had a question for the barmaid. Um, oh a certain Owen in North Wales uh, has asked on, on the back of there was a, a Christmas uh, quiz going round and um, one of the trivia questions was uh, which is the only Italian to have won the Premier League uh, which was, Andrew?
0: Well, I went for Carlo Cudicini thinking he might have sat on the bench in one of uh, Chelsea's uh, winning seasons but no, it's uh, of course Super Mario Baratelli who should really remember because he provided the assist for the uh, winning goal and the uh, one of the great memorable uh, Premiership moments. Aguero,
1: ah, so, I thought he did that justice. Well done. Um,
0: uh, yeah, no he's i, should, I should try. <laughs> Is uh,
1: his only assist as well? Wasn't it at Balotelli's? Um, but yeah, he uh, he said on so, he, so Balotelli was the uh, was the one Italian in in the what we twenty eight years of, of pre- twenty seven years of Premiership. Uh, football. Um, the question was, wh- Why is it? Why is he the only Italian? Italy aren't like the Philippines. Like they're like a little country that produced a handful of players, and one of them happens to be in, in the uh, in one of the top flight teams. Um, it's uh, they're a team that have been to w- two World Cup finals during this uh, during the time the Premier League's been going. Um, won the World Cup. Um, plenty of big names across. Th- uh, I've, got, I've come across um, from Italy, but um, is it are the biggest stayed away? Are the what? Well, well, yeah, any, any thoughts on what's the reason why it's only one Italian?
0: Probably managers too. What they had four Premiership winning managers, I think: Mancini, Ranieri, uh Ancelotti, Ancelotti yeah. and Conte. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think that probably there's something lies in that. I think uh, Italy Italians footballers see themselves as um far superior developed to english in a tactical sense uh, and i think they probably see and i think you know, the other side of that is probably um the pace of the game if you, if you watch Serie a serial game i think it's sometimes you know unchar- unfairly characterised as, as being snail sort of pace but um but it definitely is slower than the premiership yeah. undoubtedly and the premiership is is quick and rugged and I, 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 yeah, I don't think he, he lacks anything in physicality or certainly not in, in smart, clever fouls, but, um, but perhaps not teams running each other uh, hundred miles an hour like the premiership uh, often is. Um, and yeah, I think Italians probably see themselves as a bit more developed tactically. Uh, and mm. that, you, we see that in the managers coming over and I think the players probably think, uh, players come over, I think they probably think, Oh, yeah, I'll tell you, you know uh, he's not Italian, so this is a great one. But someone like Ron, who you know threw it up in uh, in Syria in came to the Premiership and was found wanting, you wonder if yeah, someone like a he was class, but um, he'd have probably had to do a bit more, a bit more, you know, grunt work in there mm. uh, in the, the Premiership there. midfield. Yeah, and you, you, would he rather just be sitting there when he's got the you know great players running around him to do the work for him? I'm not saying a PLO would have flopped in the Premiership. I think he'd have had to. Do done more work than uh, he, would have, he would have enjoyed, and um, but
1: then it's even more surprising considering you just mentioned the four four Italian managers that have come and won the uh, Premier League. Um, quite often, managers will bring their own nationality with more players they trust, or um, yeah, the fact that that still that still only leaves uh, Mancini bringing Balotelli um, as the only one. That's uh, it's just yeah, I'd say strange.
0: It's a very good question, uh, I agree. Uh, yeah, there's, there's not an obvious answer. I think it's probably something in to do with yeah, the, the, the way the Premier League's played and the way the Italian Italians play and see themselves as footballers. Um, but yeah, you'd have, thought, you'd have thought someone else would have snuck in there somewhere. Um,
1: and it's, you can't even blame the money either, can you? You think of the seasons, in the, within the Premier League, they've had the, the big uh, match-fixing scandal in Italy. Um, you know, Juventus dropped out of the, the top division. Um you have thought that there'd have been some repercussions of uh, of that, you know, some some of the Italian players coming over, but um, yeah, the ones that have yeah. haven't been um, haven't been able to guide guide teams to the title.
0: No, uh, well maybe uh, maybe Jorginho will do it this season, or perhaps matteo Massiout uh, if you boys fault <laughs> and City falter, and, uh, everyone else falter, but yeah, just. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting, it's a very good question from uh, I mean, North House. Thank you, Owen. Um, and Yeah, that's my uh, attempt at a stab at the answer. Yeah. Um,
1: good, good stab. <laughs> I'm sure. oh, Well, hopefully that will uh, trigger some some more questions uh, to the barmaid uh, or from the barmaid. Yes.
0: Please keep them coming, as you say on uh, Facebook or Twitter at Pint at the Pint at Two. Gareth, uh, kind of last time we were talking, it was uh, just before a big weekend of boxing. Uh, we were discussing which was a bigger fight and. Uh, I think you claimed it was probably going to be Warrington Frampton, and I think you probably got it right. Um, although we didn't have the knockout that Chazora White had, and we'll come to that. Uh, Josh Warrington was absolutely superb and, and you know, once again proved the bookies wrong and under, yeah, belied his uh, underdog status to, to take Frampton apart, really.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it just showed how <laughs> how much we knew about boxing. Um, <laughs> saying that Frampton would, uh, would probably would probably win, but yeah, no, um. Warrington was just just explosive. Uh I don't think Frampton really knew what or who would hit him uh, and the, the first couple of rounds he he was he, how he didn't go down I suppose was credit to Frampton but he was um he was staggering all over the place and um taking his time with holds and um just trying to get a bit of respite from uh, from the the onslaught that uh, Warrington was but Warrington was we, we talked a little bit about um Frampton having the kind of the jab that he uses just to keep people at arm's length and uh, and then use some clever footwork to to get in um to, to deliver his punches but warrington just just almost went under the under the jab and just came came flying through and um yeah just really upset <laughs> set the odds and um fair play to warrington two two huge wins in uh in this year
0: oh yeah he's had some yeah i mean he's a weird pressure fighter isn't he warrington because you think of him as is not particularly hard hitting, he's had, I think it's six knockouts in, in 29 wins or something like that, and so you think of him as, as a bit feather-fisted and, and not handy, and you you know, in the classic sort of pressure fight, you think of someone like, you know, Chisora, who just comes forward trying big heavy hands, or right. if you want someone more like, you know, Warrington's uh, size, Manny Pacquiao, who just comes forward, but, but carries immense power, and we're uh, I mean, sure Warrington doesn't, but all I've read after from Frampton was, was that he got buzzed a few times and that Warrington hit bloody hard, and and Selby seemed to, to say similarly. You know, Warrington does come forward, and it's it's intelligent pressure where he, he he's just all all swarming on you. But he, and he will take a punch to give one, but he's given out some good punches himself. And the, and mm. just the, the pace he fights at is, is frenetic. And in two two uh, straight fights against two world champions in Selby and Frampton, he's he's overwhelmed them with with pressure and pace, and yeah, all out just just worn them down really. Um, and it's yeah, it's incredibly impressive because you know they, these are uh, Frampton's a serious operator who's lost to one other guy before, and now uh, you know beaten Santa Cruz before he lost to him. So yeah, Frampton's mm. a serious serious operator, and, and Warrington beaten by a fairly comfortable margin in a fight of that of that magnitude. Mm. Um, so uh I wonder where Warrington goes from here. And it sounds like he's looking at potential unification fights for the like of Oscar Valdez, and we'll see where that goes. But mm. Just got the sense from the way, the way Frampton—he's he, a weird one, Frampton. So whenever I listen to him, I feel that he's, he's—he's always got something else going on. Um, I, I, yeah, he seems like he has things going on in his life. He obviously had the big fallout with McGuigan. Um mm. I get the sense his, his family doesn't love him boxing, and, and who can blame him? Uh, it's not the easiest way to earn your money. But he—he he didn't sound amazingly. Uh, he sounded like he said all the right things, and he was very respectful towards Warrington and what a good fight it was. But I, I didn't get the sense he was necessarily wanted to have a long career and and he he got a bit ahead of himself talking about potentially fighting santa Cruz again the next year and now that he's had an accept does Frampton want to fight on is is he finished
1: well he he has said that he would um he would beat uh Warmington if there was a if there was a rematch so whether whether they will look at that or not I don't know but um yeah it, I, I suppose what what would he gain if he is getting that pressure from family? He's he's been tweeting a lot recently about um all that matters to him and he's a picture of his, his wife and his two kids. Um and yeah, so you know, he achieved a lot in the game. Um does there need to be a third with, with Santa Cruz? Uh does it need to be a rematch with, with Warrington? yeah, not sure. Do you, do you think Yeah. Do you think he would?
0: I'm not sure he would. Um yeah, yeah I, I think I think Warrington would probably do the same. He's probably in a better stage in his career. And if yeah, if Frampton's talking like that, it's um, it's not a sport where you can get away against. The, you can get away against lesser opponents when you're as good as Frampton is. Um, not having your mind completely there. But you know, against top quality world champions, which is, you know, that's all Frampton's going to fight. now. he's not going to come back and want to fight for a, a number two elimination in a you know for a number two elimination spot in the IBF. Um then if he's not completely in it, you know, he's, he should have made some good money from boxing. He's had plenty of big fights in Belfast, in Vegas. Hopefully he's, spent his, you know, put his money away wisely, although there is disagreements about how much McGuigan potentially took off him. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's not been a lot of talk about the rematch in terms of rematch clauses. Um, and yeah, as he said, he's, I think, uh, I think Santa Cruz has always really been on his mind since then. I think he'd probably he'd be up for that. Uh, but beyond that, I, I get the sense he's, he's probably not that interested in any other fight and uh, yeah uh, if he if he wanted to get out now I'd, <laughs> you know go out with your head held pretty damn high you had a great fight and you did get beat but you've had a superb career you're perhaps the greatest Northern Ireland ever produced um, and yeah if, if you're not if your head's not in it get, get the hell out because it's not um, it's not yeah it's not the sport to stay in if you don't want to be in um, and yeah you could, you could retire a great a great champion mm-hmm. yeah um, speaking of uh, potential great champions um, Dylan White uh, a vicious knockout of Derek Chisora to, to end that rivalry you'd think I thought Chisora nicked the first fight um, and according to judges <laughs> it was on the way to I
1: was I think Dylan White nicked the second fight Daylight Robbery wasn't
0: it? Yeah well, I, don't, I don't know I didn't think I didn't have it the same as the judges I thought White was probably edging it but there were a lot of close rounds um, but yeah, um, you know, emphatic uh, punch to, to finish him. I was very surprised that they had Derek up after taking two points from the referee. But yeah, um, perhaps not as good as the first one. But again, uh, two people who just love to fight each other, and, and both came in really looking to scrap. And um, she saw brought the pressure as he always does, and, and White didn't find it easy to deal with it, but he, um, he got the job done. And does he uh, does he now deserve Joshua and April Gareth?
1: I don't think he deserves it off the back of uh, fighting Jizora. Um, but I think he'll he'll probably get Joshua by proxy because Joshua won't be able to get a, um, a rematch. Uh, won't be able to get a fight with uh, with the two that he's looking for. Um, I mean, Dylan White has been saying for a long time that he, he wants a, a, a ch- chance at the um, a title. Um, yeah, this probably this probably will be his chance in April.
0: He could go Take, you... take away the take away the sort of point of uh, Joshua. Well, we, we won't get a big fight, but in terms of Dylan White, he's you know since he's, he's lost loss to Joshua, he's he's been on an absolute tear, and yeah, the, you know the last year, smashing up Brown Parker and and Chisora.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know he's he's yeah he's knocked on the door for a while. Um, yes, he's he's has everyone that's put in front of him since, and I, I don't think there's anyone else really at world level beyond. Uh, who's not a champion beyond Fury, who deserves a shot more? Uh, and Fury, it certainly isn't going to fight Joshua in April. Um, and if they can't get Wilder done, it, it sounds like they're trying to. Um, I, I, I think, I think White's very deserving. If he doesn't get a shot, he he's just, he's just happens to be very unlucky to be in a time where there's um three bigger names out there. But he's done all he can do, really. And he, he, did, he didn't certainly didn't need the Jazora fight in any way in terms of trying to get him a world title shot, and, and yet he took it. You've uh You've got to love his spirit and uh, yeah, the, way, uh, the way he just seems to happy to fight anywhere, anytime. Yeah. Um, and then he, he gave AJ a bit in the ring afterwards, didn't he? That seems to get AJ annoyed, which mm. never hurts to get things rolled. Because uh, I was at the first fight and I, um, I remember the build-up a couple of weeks before and them uh, sitting down, it was very teased, very touchy, did not like each other. And, and the fight reflected that They it was a bit of a war that, uh, you know, why... Um, stunned Asia yeah, in the second round and uh, you know he, he dragged, White, White does seem to do it very well, uh, Not he didn't need to drag to Zora into a scrap but generally White always can drag people into his fight because he's just an 18 stone mauler that intelligent mauler, he does throw some clever shots, you know you say mauler drags you into his world and um, mm. I imagine he'll try and do exactly the same to Joshua again if they fight um, but yeah very impressive year for him and probably as, as good as anyone out there pro- apart from perhaps uh, well, Warrington, really in the British scene, um, Callum Smith perhaps would uh, would argue with me.
1: And a piece um,
0: of Fury as well on his comeback. Uh, one fight draw. I uh, suppose he thought it was a fair thing too. Uh, it was, yeah, I think if Fury would have would have been better if he got the win he deserved, but um, what, he didn't um, unfortunately.
1: To go on then, if, if White fights um, Joshua, as we as well, I certainly expect. I know you, you put some money on there uh, on it not being him, but. Um, if uh, Joshua does fight White in in April, um, who wins and how convincingly?
0: I think AJ does. I think it goes a bit later this time. I think AJ probably stops him later. Um, probably a, a tenth round knockout. I'll go for. I think AJ's a bigger puncher, a smarter boxer. Um, and I think White is, yeah, I say, it, comes forward and and just drags you into a scrap, and that's not easy. But I think AJ is aware of what he brings. Has has knocked him out before, and I think over time we'll we'll weather weather a bit of dillian storm and start dropping those big white right hands down, and eventually finish him. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be, I'd, I'd certainly be up for it. I'd rather see uh, Joshua Wilder, of course, but if they can't do that, and yeah, it doesn't doesn't sound great in that regard, does it? Um, white uh, White's a handy challenger. I think uh, I think Hearne and this the guy Motion uh, Wagon will get get rolling quickly and. Yeah. Come fight time, everyone will be watching again, and yeah. yeah, I'll probably try and get a ticket for it again. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, we should see. But it was a great weekend of boxing and oh, a su- superb year of boxing, really. Mm-hmm. Um, long may it continue. Uh, there was some rugby as well. We uh, saw Exeter uh, smash Harrison and then lose to uh, Northampton on Friday. Um, can yeah. they uh, can they can they repeat the performance on Saracens come May time?
1: Well, a bit bizarre, wasn't it? Um, obviously, but after initial, after initially, um, Saracens uh, kicked a few penalties and um, in the first sort of ten minutes, had looked good, but Exeter then ran away with uh, with it with Sarries and, and absolutely battered them. Um, but then uh, apparently, we all had their Christmas party on the night uh, after beating uh, beating Sarries, uh, which Rob Baxter's come out and um, had a go at the mat, Um and then because they didn't turn up against uh Northampton who have looked fairly average all season haven't they i suppose yeah most of the other teams have all looked average uh Leicester beat northampton not too long ago and um yeah they all seem to be beating each other really but but yeah very very uh very strange set of results for exeter um
0: yeah we 31 13 was a score against series and i say i thought sarries were were playing some lovely stuff the first 20 and they were going to pull away with an exeter uh, Defended well and then got their usual uh, phase rumbling going where they just continued to recycle the ball and play again and again. And, and Sarries didn't really live with it and they just started giving them a bit of a kicking up front. Um, but yeah, then to uh, yeah to lose against uh, Northampton, they right, you know, Franklin Gardens isn't the easiest place to go, but it, it's not been the hardest the last few years either. Um, mm. Yeah, you just, you just just do better, really. So, I mean, they are one point clear of Sarries. Yeah. Um, Despite having won a game less, Gareth, 11 bonus points picks up Victor, um, mm. and they're both. Uh, well, Saris are 14 points clear of Gloucester in third. Um, mm. So yes, yeah, it's, it's very much exit of these series. But um, yeah, after seeing them, seeing him win, I still still think Sarri's are probably the class of, of the competition. Um, well, they had a, bit, yeah, probably... a bit
1: of a scare on uh, on Saturday against Worcester, didn't they?
0: They did. T- they did. Um, yeah, but eventually managed to, to put it round. Uh, I wish, wish Leicester would do things like that. Um,
1: you want to talk about Leicester, do
0: you? Obviously, it was a great opening twenty minutes, as quite a Leicester often do the, uh, these days. Now that we're not very good, um, yeah, good, good opening twenty minutes, and then we had a great storm when we were seven nil up, uh, and we're about to get it away. And for some reason, we decided rather than to you know do a box, get out and get rid of, it, a bit of pressure. We decided to uh, do another pick and go, um, or oh, sorry, another quick pass, uh, pop and go, and our planker. Fitzgerald uh, knocked it on, and then Sarri, uh, sorry, sorry, and scored, and yeah, it was all, it was all there really. Uh, it wasn't, wasn't. We managed to nick a bonus point late with a late penalty, um, but yeah, never looked particularly like winning after that. So yeah, yeah, disappointing to, uh, to say the least. A um yeah. We'll 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 be in the mix for top four just because yeah, no one really seems to really get in the top four out of the next and Terry's.
1: Yeah, you could also be in the mix for the um, the bottom four as well. Um. <laughs>
0: It's very thought, tight from 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 three to uh, three to twelve down. It's uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tight race. And it could, could go in. Could, um,
1: Worcester, not, win. Worcester and Newcastle are both on seventeen, aren't they? And there's a bit of a gap. There's six points now opened up between them and Bristol. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but I mean, Leicester went far away and then they beat Harlequins and they went up with a bonus point win and they were up into fourth. And I thought, what's happened here? What's happened here? <laughs> uh, and now they're not again, um, which is, is disappointing. Um. Yeah, so we'll uh, see how that goes, but yeah, very much exit and, um, and salaries. And, and yeah, I suppose the European race is going to be the more interesting one for a uh, follow uh, yeah. up until that uh, seemingly inevitable final happens.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, and for as a rugby fans, um, between now and then, we've got the the Six Nations, which um, will will come around quite quickly after. Uh, well, it's already—it's on the horizon now, isn't it? It's the beginning of February.
0: Um, oh, I was uh, I with the missus today actually, Gareth. we We're doing some uh, diary checks, and uh, yeah, I was uh, looking at it. It was not going to have to turn over too many weeks to suddenly be in the Six Nations territory, I was like, you know, do you want to go out then? Uh, oh no, not then. Now we go out on the Friday instead, and uh, <laughs> I was like, oh no, it's Wales, France on the Friday, um, so I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to miss the opening game, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> but I mean, why would so, I wanna surely miss, there's, uh, a,
1: there's a couple of rest weeks that uh, you can sort things out.
0: Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll pick, up it, pick it up in there, and um, I think we'll have a choice of going to see the uh, the family on uh, between two weeks, and uh, it was one that was Six Nations, one that was, I was like, no, we'll definitely go there, that's a better weekend, isn't it? A nicer weekend. <laughs>
1: uh, 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 I'm sure she can see right through you.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, she certainly does, and uh, I don't, don't really know why I'm you know, desperate to watch uh, England uh, go to Dublin the first weekend, um, but we'll, uh, we'll get to all the Six Nations uh, as well, uh, yeah. as we come along. And, uh, we'll come back uh, with the NFL playoffs uh, in the next podcast as uh, we're currently in the midst of uh, it all being sorted out. But, uh, unfortunately, Gareth, uh, in the early games, the New England Patriots uh, have got their second seed in all likelihood and they've um, got a first round by even though they're not very good uh, and they're not not—they're not even got a second best record, Gareth, but due to the quirks of uh, the NFL liking to uh, reward division winners rather than the best records. Um, yeah, the Patriots, Evil Empire will roll into the playoffs with another week off and then someone going to New England. That's a shame. Who, who were, um, the,
1: who were the, um, the winners then? Division winners?
0: It's not all been sorted out yet, but it's looking like, uh, I mean, the Chiefs are uh, looking like the number one seed for the AFC. They're 14-0 up against the Raiders at home and uh, they're currently in the uh, in the red zone there, so could soon be 21. Um the New Orleans Saints have, have already had the number one seed locked up, so if you want to, yeah, it looks like the playoffs will go through New Orleans, um, and, and they look probably probably the best side, uh, yeah, both sides of the ball. And then the Rams are currently also playing, but they're fourteen three up, and they look like they'll probably be the number number two seed. And if you look at recent records in the last sort of seven years, it predominantly tends to be one of the uh, top two seeds is, is always in the Super Bowl, and the last side I think to do uh, there was the. The right, 2010 Green Bay Packers, uh, my boys, who aren't getting near there this year. So, um, yeah, I think I- I'd struggle to look past uh, the Chiefs, uh, Rams, or or Saints, really. I, th- I think hopefully the Chiefs, uh, they've not got the best record in the playoffs. Hopefully they can beat New England. But, um, but, yeah, there's some outside t- t- teams. It uh, looks like the, the Ravens are up at a the minute. They'll probably qualify, and they're, they're dangerous for anyone, because they've got a strong, uh, strong defensive running game. Running. Um, but, yeah, the... Ideally, Gareth will get either a will get the Chiefs against either the Rams or Saints because they're both all three have got great offences isn't it? Just be a, a very explosive Super Bowl that we can watch at uh, two, three in the morning. Mm, brilliant. Yeah, so, uh, well, Gareth, this will be our last podcast of two thousand and eighteen. I forgot to ask you how how was your Christmas, by the way.
1: Ah, oh, well, where do I begin? Um, yeah, no, it was Christmas, lovely. Thanks. Yeah, um, got I think. Three Christmas dinners in, so uh, that worked out well. Uh, how many days?
0: I also got three in over two days. Managed to get two Christmas dinners in on uh, on Christmas Day itself. Uh, first at my family, second at the Misses, which was which was glorious. Yeah. For apparently, there uh, was some arguing about how big a portion I got given by the Misses family, but uh, it all got eaten, Gareth. Don't you worry. Yeah. Um, and then the same on Boxing Day. So lovely period. And uh, any big plans for the new year?
1: Uh, no, we always go to some uh, friends, and we'll be doing the same. Uh, things so as well i suppose we have got plans but yeah uh a bit bit difficult with uh with children now to, to do anything major and nobody really likes new year today it's uh it's all, all bit of a waste of money in it
0: its i mean we're having some friends around to ask because we don't have children uh so yeah we'll, uh, we'll have a few drinks but uh yeah um we we'll, uh, we'll enjoy the end of uh, 2018 and' I'll, I'll catch you in 2019 for uh this sporting year upcoming
1: yeah look forward to uh, the year local finally win the Premier League
0: Hopefully not, Gareth. Hopefully not. (laughs) All right. (laughs) See you in the new year. See you in the new year.